Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the hallowed halls of TGIA Tower in Salt Lake City of Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode. Spooky. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. And yeah, we will. We'll be trick-or-treating with you guys. Can we all go trick-or-treating Just together? Just treats, people. Yeah, just treats. No, no tricks. Actually, I love tricks. You like a trick? I'm, I miss tricks. You want you want to bring back the trick? I want to bring back tricks. Not like mean pranks. Like people egging people's houses. No, I'm, that's I'm not okay with that. But yeah. Tricks. Tricks are fun. Where are the pranks? <laughs> yeah. We've gone all... It's, it's just become sexy time. Everybody uh, dress up sexy time now. No, I, I really kind of hate that actually oh, i hate it the whole i just i don't i'm a sexy nurse i'm a sexy sanitation worker yeah i'm a sexy burton and ernie yeah that was a real one sexy burton and ernie no. I saw, yeah on are you the, serious on the on the interwebs sexy oh, burton and ernie that's sad that's <laughs> ladies it, it was ladies that yeah, did oh it? yeah yeah get your titties out ladies because oh. uh it's time for oh. sexy burton sexy muppets i was hoping it was a gay couple you'd think that was no no, it's the, boobs. The, 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 they'd done their time at the gym. Right? For <laughs> It should be a gay couple. Yeah. That I could at least kind of get behind. Yeah. yeah. But no, this was girls. Bert worked out. <laughs> you, can, you can tell. Bert, Bert got to. Bert was a little obsessive about it. <laughs> it, was, it, it got annoying after. It's just like, Bert, okay, you can go, but stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fixed you this nice meal. You can't just go and eat your protein shake. Mm, I know. Says Ernie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's annoying. So what have you? What do you got? What's going on in the world? There are things out there happening, and we're supposed to tell everybody about them. Yeah, well, you know, um, this week something, well, I became aware. Anyways, Oprah. Yes. Oprah is pissing off the atheists. <laughs> she sure as hell is. What the hell? Only because she doesn't believe in the in us. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> she's she's one of those. She's um, such a what? A, it was this really was a bitch move on her part. It go, really, really, really. Go was. ahead and tell the okay, story. So, um, so Oprah is interviewing the long distance swimmer, uh, uh, Diana Nyad. 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 Yeah. Di- Diana Nyad. Nyad. Mm-hmm. Nyad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who, uh, she, um, she, this is the woman who just swam from like Cuba, right? To Florida. To Florida. First, like, I, oldest person ever to do it. First person ever to do it without a shark cage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, she tried a couple different times uh-huh. and she just, she, this woman she can swim. <laughs> this woman's an ass kicker. I don't, I don't know why you would do this to yourself. I mean, I saw like video of her <laughs> coming up out of the water and she was all puffy. Uh-huh. And well, just yeah. like a mess, like why would you do that? Just, <laughs> Frank's just concerned puffy, about puffy mess. Frank's concerned about the uh, the aesthetic ramifications. Oh, just looked awful, and she was like having a hard time walking. And it's like, why? Yeah. Anyways, so if I were Oprah, that's what I would have questioned her about. Okay. Instead, Oprah, you would, you would have gone down the puffy road. I would have gone. Why did you let yourself get so puffy? <laughs> Yeah. Why? Well, and there's a danger there because sharks think puffy is really delicious. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Oprah knows puffy. So. 
I could see her being bothered by that. Um, and just why would you let yourself get puffy? Anyway, uh, anyway, so um, so Oprah, they're they're having their little conversation, and sh- and 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 uh, Nyad mm-hmm. uh, says talks about sort of the awe the, and 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 the the the, the beauty, right? Right. Of um, she says, I can stand at the beach's edge with the most devout Christian, Jew, Buddhist, go down the line and, and weep with the beauty of this universe and be moved by all humanity, all the billions of people who have lived before us, who have loved and hurt and suffered. So to me, my definition of God is humanity and is the love of humanity. And she, and, and she, she uses the word atheist to describe herself. Right. And Oprah is like, and Oprah says, well, I don't call you an atheist then. I think if you believe in the awe and the wonder and the mystery, then that is what God is. That is what God is. It's not a, a bearded guy in the sky. And uh, Nyad reiterated her lack of belief in a d- divine being. Yeah. Um, and uh, But uh, non-believers who were watching at home were bothered. Off-put. Yeah. She's a little off-putting. Yeah, well... And as the joke goes, she should probably be off-putting. Because she's fat. Pudding. <laughs> off-putting. It's not my joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's... So here's, here's what's amazing about this. Here's my take on the whole Oprah thing. Okay. She says, well, I don't call you an atheist then because... God is that awe, that wonder, that blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what, Oprah? I call you an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you just admitted. Yeah. You don't believe in the bearded guy in the sky? That's theism. Yeah. That's you God. You don't have theism. You are a theist. You're an atheist. Right. Biznatch. What up? <laughs> I called you out, Oprah. <laughs> Come on, get me. Yeah. Yeah. I think Oprah's an atheist, and uh, she just doesn't know what words mean. <laughs> well i i don't know i think i i don't know that i would go that far with <laughs> oprah because you're using one sentence to i know like figure out well, what she, she believes yeah i'm doing but, exactly what she did to Nyad. well yeah you're right that's fair that's totally fair <laughs> Nyad uses one one sentence and a beautiful statement at that yeah, yeah. like a statement that is actually quite lovely right and really conciliatory mm-hmm. and just genuinely like awesome right and oprah's like ah, fuck you you're not an atheist you believe in <laughs> jesus you just don't know it so here on television i'm going to try to convince you that you're not right exactly rather than maybe backstage afterward have continuing that conversation right i mean that's a which fasc- would have been appropriate it's a fascinating that- conversation but just to say I'm not going to call you an atheist, right? Would yeah. she say? Would she say? Well, uh, to a transsexual, well, I'm not going to call you he because you used to be a she. Well, and- I watched the video, and I have to say that had it not been televised, I think the conversation would have been just fine. Right. I think somebody saying to somebody else when they don't understand that what the person's saying, well, right. I and and just saying, well, I, I that's not my understanding. I wouldn't use that word, and then having a conversation about it is just fine. Oprah did it on, on I. It's hard to call it national television, but <laughs> on, on cable her, her her basic cable channel that I right. suppose people watch. 
Yeah. I mean, it is Oprah. I yeah. guess people still watch it. I, th- I think there are certain people, I think most housewives, there are like laws in place that require them to, to watch it. To watch own. <laughs> own. Oprah Winfrey Network. Yeah. I assume that's what it. Nyad got owned. Yeah. She yeah. Got I owned. Yeah. I honestly think that you're right. It was, and it's because Nyad probably would have been able to handle that conversation just great. But when you are on a on a segment that is a short segment, and somebody it, you're on somebody else's TV show, and that mm-hmm. somebody else happens to be one of the most powerful people in the world, right? What are you gonna do? Well, I I still again I watched I watched more of the clip than than just that one moment, right? And I do think Naya handled it. I, I I think that she she kept, sure. she she kept saying her thing. She kept talking about, but but what was really strange about the the exchange was that. Naya just kept saying her thing, and Oprah just kept saying her thing. They didn't actually just talk ever have other. a discussion about it. Right. Like Naya didn't try to like explain it further, and Oprah didn't really ask questions further, other than to just stick with their initial right. statements well, and almost just reiterate them in a short in a short conversation. In a in a by 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 definition, it has to be a short conversation. There's just not much you can do. Yeah. So, but um, the article that I read about this, um, there was some pretty interesting uh, ideas being thrown around by the atheists who were responding. Yeah. Um, one of them, um, Ryan Cragen, um, an associate professor of psychology at the University of Tampa who studies atheists, um, says Americans are beginning to realize that there are atheists, mm-hmm. but they don't really know who or what atheists are. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, they likely still think atheists are just crotchety old men saying, your God doesn't exist. Uh, thus, when they encounter an actual atheist who says, I'm constantly amazed at the world we live in, and it makes me stop and wonder all the time, they are surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Oprah. I, I got to think, I, I would love, you know what we should do? Yeah. You and I should do some man on the street interviews and just ask people what an atheist is. Just mm. try and get a real sense of like what atheists look that would like. Be interesting to actually. average people. Yeah, that's in, interesting. In Salt Lake or whatever. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Somebody write to us and remind us to do that because we're gonna forget as soon as what? we move on. <laughs> no. Anywho, uh, well there you go, Oprah. That's a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna take us to France. What? Uh, Lovely place. Because there has been a conviction in France, and uh, and it has been upheld. It is a convinci- conviction of the Church of Scientology. Oh. And they have been charged, ordered to pay 600,000 euros. Wow. It's a lot that's, of, that's of a, euros. It's yeah. a, about, about $812,000. Wow. Uh, in fines. These days. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but they're paying these fines in uh, for preying financially on followers in the 1990s. Oh wow! Yeah, good on France. Do you know what they were doing? What? The same shit that they do here. <gasps> Nothing more. No way. They were just pressuring people into giving their money away to the church. Wow. They were putting people on e meters. Wow. One of the one of the people that sued um, was was a, an employee. Of Scien- the Church of Scientology, uh-huh. and she she claims that she was forced by her uh, by the Scientology Church to undergo testing, meaning like probably the e meters and all right, that stuff, right. and enroll in courses back in the nineties. 
Wow. And when she refused, she was fired. That's rude. Yeah. So this, but that's the, what the religion is. Right. Right. It's about taking courses <laughs> and paying for them. Yeah. But you can't actually force an employee to do so hmm. in France. Hmm. Here, so here's the interesting thing about France. Uh, first of all, they just see this as a cult. They don't acknowledge it as any kind of religion. Right. Of, 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 of any repute. Uh, so they're not really worried about pissing them off but when Scientology but Scientology as an organization they came out and they sort of decried this and they're going to sue in the, in the European court to get yeah. it overturned and they're going to they're going to do yeah they're take they're 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 saying this is about religious freedom and religious liberty and and it's a travesty of justice right and blah 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 and in, Interesting. and in fairness maybe they're right because what they're doing is they're putting a shit ton of pressure on their members right. to give a lot of their money. Well, guess what, France? Have you met the Catholics? <laughs> they're kind of big where you are. Yeah. It's been going on for a while now. Putting pressure for yeah. giving. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the, the way that it works in Scientology is a little different and perhaps a little more of a refined process. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And they're not asking for as much. I mean, right. I mean, God, the and it's Scientologists more... basically want you to give up everything. Yeah. You know, so I would I... say go after the Mormons. Yeah. Because the Mormons use extortion. In oh, order my God. To, the Mormons are amazing. You and I were talking about yeah. this earlier today. Yeah. The Mormons are like the amount of pressure that they will put that that is brought to bear on every individual Mormon. Like every individual Mormon uh, that's, that's you know, of age right. goes into the bishop of their ward every year uh-huh. and has to account for themselves and has to – and basically well, – Account for their tithing. Well, account for everything. Basically, yeah. I mean, you have to. But it's it's called the tithing settlement, right? Right. <laughs> like, like, so you, it's it's about it's the about money the you've money given to the church, right? And they the bishop will look you in the eye and say, "Hey, is this really ten percent of your income?" Yeah. Yeah. He won't make you produce documents, but he'll make yeah. you feel like a dick, right? If you're not giving your full ten percent, and then there are consequences too, like you can't go to the temple if you if you're not paying a full tithe, yep. and that may not mean much because everybody hates going to the temple. But if your brother, there are those who love it. But if your sister's getting married, yeah, the whole family finds out that you can't go into the temple. Yeah, exactly. And then there's that public shaming. Right, exactly. Like so it's it's, like, it's very clever and very insidious. Yeah, how they they operate it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So. Anyway, so there you go. The, and that's 10% of your income. Yeah. And that's 10% pre-tax is the way you're supposed to do it. I, I Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. 10% gross. And yep. it feels gross when they, do, yeah. when, when they do it. So it's actually a huge chunk of your, of your income. It is indeed. I always resented it as a child. Leaving, leaving the Mormon <laughs> so church like, is like getting the best raise you'll ever get in your life. Oh, yeah. Who gets a 10% raise? Whew. It's a good one. Yeah, that's, a, that's nice. That's nice. Anyway. All right. Um, well, I want to go to, at least for this story, to Iran. Ooh. Um, where uh, four Christians have been sentenced to 80 lashes for drinking alcohol. <laughs> and uh, in what context, do you ask? Oh, it's uh, not communion. Communion. Oh! <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So a, a few weeks ago, we <laughs> everything were talking... is right about this. <laughs> this feels right. We were talking about how sort of um, Iran has like I think we were talking about a large Jewish community, right? Mm. And there were like these tweets going out about like, oh, happy, you know, or, or good Rosh Hashanah right. or whatever it was. Right. right. All this conciliatory sort yeah, of yeah from pro- like high people high up in the right. government and whatnot. And it was like, oh wow, you know, Iran. You know, we never really hear stories. From Iran about like tolerance, tolerance of of other religions and whatnot. Certainly so, not Jews, in particular, right? Yeah, like Christians, you think would just kind of fly under the radar compared yeah. to Jews. Well, I guess not so much. They were <laughs> they decided that they uh, needed to uh, give them eighty lashes for drinking wine during uh, a communion service. And then there's also something else tacked in there. So I don't know how many of these lashes were for that. And then they uh, also also possessed a satellite antenna, which I would assume. <laughs> you know what, though? I, 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 it's hard for me to feel bad for these Christians because they, really? because they know where the fuck they are. Yeah, but it's also their home. Yeah, but you, the, it's the law of the land that you're not allowed to drink alcohol. Right. They were breaking the uh, law. Oh, you mean that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, lashes. I, you just you're in a, in Iran. You can't drink alcohol, right? So you don't need your blood of Christ. You well, can, the, you know, you can use grape Kool Aid for the blood of Christ. Exactly. There have been plenty of of Christian uh, groups. Yeah. No, I mean notably the Mormons mm-hmm. who who don't use wine. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, or who maybe sometimes use wine and, and or allow for substitutions is there, when it's appropriate. Is there right? an odules of wine? Is there <laughs> not? I mean, I guess yeah, there's cooking wine. Grape juice. Right. Cooking the, wine probably still has alcohol in it. That stuff you get at the, at the supermarket? Doesn't it? I highly doubt it. Cooking it's being sherry? Sold, it's being sold at the supermarket in Utah. Well, yeah, I guess it can't be. You know? Yeah. Or, or, or just grape juice. Wel- yeah. Get some Welches. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, as Mormons, we were told that the wine that Jesus drank was just grape juice. Yeah. That was a Didn't lie. Didn't you know that? Didn't you know that, Dan? <laughs> Man, when I found out that that was a lie, I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can. it's a sticky wicket to say that Jesus drank, drank wine, but we can't. But I don't. I don't know why you can't just manage that and say, well, right. in that day and age, it was fine, and we have new yeah, we have... Com- commandments that have come to light today. Right. It's an um, easy out. It seems like it should be, but anyways. But go. anyways, um, so there are um, uh, charges. Um, well, I, I'm sorry, not charges. Um, there's a, been a uh, United Nations report that is criticizing um, the Islamic Republic of Iran for uh, persecuting non-Muslims, and for um, and so basic human rights violations, they're saying because the, the base one of the basic human rights is freedom of religion, mm. and so um, they're apparently some of the things that they're trying to get after Iran on are um, the uh, the fact that it's uh, punishable by death for a Muslim to convert. To right, anything besides Islam. Right, so you can as long as you were never a Muslim, you can bounce around from religion to religion. But yeah, yeah, yeah. and it says that in the Quran, I think it does. But it's <laughs> horrifying when a right. you're not allowed to government... actually go through with that. Right, 
As a government, you're not allowed to make that your law. No, you you that's, say, well, that's, that's nice, right? You but do not it here. You do what we do with all religion. You right. go. It's a cute idea. <laughs> We're not going to make that law, but thanks. <laughs> and all just right. to also one more little fact: yeah, uh, three hundred seventy thousand Christians in Iran. Yeah, that's plenty. a big number, and yeah. they all do it without alcohol. Well, I get the sense that these guys are subversives anyway. If they had a, if they had a satellite dish as well, they're clearly trying to subvert. They're clearly like a little bit on the uh, on the edgy side. But I grant that to them. I think that when you when you live in a society as repressive as Iran, I don't care why you're subverting. I don't care like yeah. like I I say, you know what? That's going that is that is what happens, yeah, Iran. I, it's true. When but, you are, but when then, you're as douchebaggery, as big a douchebags as as you are, to, to whatever Iran. groups, or when, you, when you're Iran, when, when, when you're when, being, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I hear that, but I also say, if you break the law of the country that you're in, you can expect lashes. Yes, you can, even though. I'm not saying that, uh, I'm should, not saying that you should still be standing up against it. I'm not saying that Iran's in the right, but I, you know. But but what I'm kind of sort of hearing from you and I don't know that I want that it's what you're saying is is like I mean, No, it, that, that's a shitty thing to say. It's it, because like what? when when people are working and striving for civil rights, it's a shitty thing to say to them, "Well, sorry. No, I'm saying pick your battles. I'm saying the don't fucking drink wine." Do something that's going to have an actual effect in your in the society. You know what I mean. But what has an effect? I mean, I think that they would they would look at that and they would say, you know, we're standing up for what we believe. We're practicing our religion as it's been commanded us, right? And so they're going to do it. They're, that's their way of standing up. You know, I mean, civil rights marchers, right? Like, what is that? What you know, from your perspective, you're, see, you're seeing the the drinking of wine for their sacrament as an act of civil disobedience. I do. Uh, I, I'm skeptical of that. I think they just wanted to get drunk. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Jan. Just kidding. I don't know. It's a question. We're not going to resolve it here. That's for sure. Okay. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, it, it is an interesting thought. I don't, I, I, I don't know where to fall on that. Hmm. I mean, it's tough because like in the one respect, I have this impulse of just being like, oh, silly Christians. Right. You know, how, how much better your life would be without this religion of yours sure but they live in a theocracy right and so <laughs> all the rules kind of change for me on that one yeah i mean yeah i hear what you're saying i it makes sense to me so now i just don't know where i stand oh, okay i just yeah i mean i just i think that if that's their gesture i i feel like that's a stupid gesture but i can't blame people for like not knowing which good gesture to choose right and they're getting publicity. They're getting press. They've got the uh, international. They've got the international community mm -hmm. coming down. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was the right choice. Yeah, because the march is out of the question. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I'm sure there's I mean, tons of things yeah. that we that sort of in our society we would think, well, why wouldn't you just go do that instead? But that would be completely out of the question. Right. Not just that. It would be instead of lashes, you get death. Exactly. Or something. Yeah. So. Huh. Well, maybe there. And there, I say tempt lashes, don't tempt death. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So there we go. Okay. Cool. Uh, in Utah. Oh, have you ever heard home. of Have you heard of Utah? It's a state in the middle of the From United States of America. Time. Anyway, uh, so we reported, or rather, I think you 
and Adam hmm. reported that the uh, Utah State Tax Commission has always uh, linked its uh, its filing status rules uh-huh. to the IRS filing status yes. rules, to the national filing status right. rules. And uh, what happened recently was that DOMA was the, – the Defense of Marriage Act was struck down by – or key provisions of it were struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. Which means that the now the U.S. Treasury, the IRS, is allowing gay couples who are legally married to file jointly. Right. The way straight couples have always been able to do. Right. Which meant that unless Utah changed their rules, mm-hmm. Utah would allow gay couples to file jointly too. Right. Married – Gay couples who were married who in were, another jurisdiction. Who were married in other states because right. gay marriage is not allowed in the United exactly. States, in, 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 in Utah. Right. Well, they did it. Utah changed their policy so that Douches. they wouldn't. They would reject joint tax filings by same-sex I couples. I mean, you could see it coming a, a mile away. Right, yeah. And when you guys reported it, I, what you talked about was how, you know, it would cost the, the state a lot of money to make this change and, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But apparently, their hatred of gays supersedes <laughs> their love of money and and fiscal responsibility. And fiscal responsibility. And there you go. Wow. Okay. So 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 what's happening? Is there any well response? It, basically, what's gonna so I don't think there can be like a legal response until someone has had a chance to actually file. Mm, right. Uh, so I, there hasn't been, I mean, obviously there's been outcry from the gay community and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, but I'm guessing what's going to happen is a bunch of gay couples are just going to file jointly in Utah. Right. And see what happens. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, in the article in the Salt Lake Tribune, they basically said, we don't have the resources to police this. Right. So... I think a lot of these gay couples are going to file jointly, and it's just going to go through. Yeah. And they're just going to get their returns back, and it's just <laughs> never going to be noticed. I know. Uh, it was interesting. I, I didn't see the actual editorial in the Tribune, but I saw a letter to the editor a, mm. a day or two after that was uh, referencing the editorial board at the Tribune and calling them out, just angry, 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 right. that they would suggest that the gay couples should just go ahead and do it. <laughs> so the Tribune was like, well, if you can't police it, then gay couples do it. Right. You know? Go ahead. <laughs> Get out there. And, well, and what's amazing is that what that does is, of course, if the state tax commission does police it, does catch somebody and say oh, yeah. no, that's when the, the state tax commission opens themselves up to the lawsuit. Exactly. And then, and so then 12 years from now, we may have... A decision on it. Right. And hopefully before that time, something will have happened nationally. Right. Exactly. But so, but that's where... To make that, it a moot point. Just, I just wanted to make sure that we got that information out there for yeah, any, no, of our listener, any of our Utah listeners who might have thought that they were totally in the clear. Yeah. You can file that way. You'll be technically wrong. <laughs> but the state probably won't right. catch you. But especially if you're if you have like... But if they do catch you, hey, you're in luck. There's probably some money to help run that, <laughs> right, that, exactly. that court case. Contact the ACLU <laughs> and the and the you know human rights campaign. Yeah, yeah. See what you can get done. All right. 
Um, are you familiar, Dan, with the uh, tradition of sitting Shiva? Do you know what it is? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know all of the reasons behind it, if there are any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a Jewish tradition. Why don't you tell everybody? It's a Jewish tradition. After someone dies, uh, there's a seven day mourning period known as Shiva. Right. And uh, one of the traditions that surrounds it is that um, friends and neighbors provide food uh, for, for, the person... for the bereaved mm. um, during those seven days. Sure. And, and and it's like sitting with the body, oh, traditionally, I think. Or maybe, maybe maybe with like ultra-Orthodox, you have to sit actually with the body. That I or do that not know. Different you, thing. You may need there was to a, there was do a, a little this, research Well, no, that. there was a This American Life um, in which one of, the, one of their contributors told the whole story about how he used to have a job, ah. a paid job, to go to these different morgues and sit with the body overnight oh. until they were buried or whatever. Oh, okay. That I do not know. Maybe okay. that's not Shiva. Maybe that's a different... Exactly. I, I believe thing. this is just a morning period. This is just a morning... Yeah, I think you're right. I think okay. you're right. So, anyways. So, um, what ends up happening oftentimes is that the family ends up with um, a lot of unused food. Oh, okay. Sure. And uh, from uh, whatever... They, they get a lot of deli plates, apparently. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know. As you would. And, uh, and so... This uh, this woman um, by the name of Sharon Rosen, mm-hmm. um, she she decided that um, there needed to be um, sort of an online service, much like a wedding registry, um, that would help Jewish families um, during during this time of mourning mm. to be able to say what they needed, what they didn't need, and so there's now shivaconnect.com. <laughs> And uh, it works as a wedding, basically a funeral or, or a shiva registry. Uh-huh. Okay, um, and it 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 tell it it's uh, you can search by the deceased's name, mm. and visitors can find links for online memorial donations, oh. uh, or search for the nearest deli. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, there's also an email alert, an email alert system, to remind mourners to honor the memory of the deceased on the anniversary of their death. Right, which is a Jewish tradition. Yeah. Um. And uh, and what's so apparently like there have been plenty of funeral homes, hospices, and temple temples around the country that are starting to recommend it. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, interesting. But anyways, the, the founder of it, she had never, she was a, she's a reformed Jew and she had never sat Shiva until her mother. And, uh, and so she really like, she, she kind of found herself at a loss. Right. Like, like what do, what do I do? Yeah. Right? And, uh, and so as she, uh, put together the website, she, she, uh, has fixed a, a problem in the, huh. in the Jewish community. I think so. It's kind of interesting. That's that's just innovative, right there. Yeah, that's great. But um, I just, I just, uh, the 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 imagining this deluge of deli platters. <laughs> just there's something about that just tickled me. We're overrun with pastrami. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all of it. <laughs> I have too many cured meats. Yeah, you it's know. delicious, but what are you going to do with all of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there, there you go. Um, there's, 
Yeah, so Shiva is different than than the ritual that I'm talking about, but I okay. can't find the name of the thing okay. that I was talking about. Yeah, I, I thought it was because the image... Shiva actually happens after the burial. Yeah. So so the and it burial takes place at the at like in someone's home. Right. Yeah. It takes yeah, place yeah. in the home, and it's and it's done by the immediate family: exactly. fathers, mother, yeah, yeah, children, right. spouse. It's and just like, that people show up and yeah, give their condolences and whatnot, right? Or do you just sit there and do? I your think thing? you just sit quietly. Wow. Ugh. Or something. How, I don't know. What the fuck do we know? Awful. We're not Jews. No. I mean, your last name is Feldman. You should know these things. I don't, and I get accused <laughs> of, of Judaism. No. <laughs> my my ignorance on Jewish things get pointed out to me. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm, I, like, I'm not I, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> Boy, you combine our names. You get Daniel Feldman, and you'd... Oh, you'd, my goodness. You'd have a... That's, that's as Jewy as it gets. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to talk about, uh, in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Ooh, um, Spartanburg. I know. It sounds kind of good. Or Spartan. I, I just want to see, I just want to see, like, scantily clad, really buff men yelling, This is Spartanburg! <laughs> I doubt that happens. Yeah, I don't think Very so. Very often. It should, though. It might have happened once, like right <laughs> at that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they probably weren't even all that buff. They probably, were just yeah, yeah. It was the it was right after it that was movie. The football team. It was the Halloween after that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of guys dressed as that, and, and they I, had to paint some abs on. <laughs> Indeed, that's good. Anyway, so so this is a group called Upstate Atheists, and they mm-hmm. wanted to go and. Uh, Help at a soup kitchen. Oh, okay. They thought that it would be nice to uh, to to do some service. Okay. So they went to a soup kitchen, and uh, unfortunately, they were turned away. By whom? The- well, the the group's director, the director of the soup kitchen, said that uh, the kitchen was a quote place of God, and <laughs> atheists weren't welcome there. Well, it probably wasn't a good soup kitchen because you probably want one that's a place of food. Yeah, exactly. You can't <laughs> and eat, charity. You can't eat God unless you're Catholic, and then it just tastes like a little wafer. Yeah. So, uh, huh, so okay. yeah. They so the atheists in response to this decided that they would do their own project. Oh, cool. They they got care packages uh, and they put them together. Things that have like socks, gloves, toothpaste, hand ta- sanitizer, Fantastic. snacks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they and they put these sort of and it cost about fifteen dollars each okay. to, to to get put together okay and they uh they were just going to give them away to the homeless they were maybe a little snarky i maybe this isn't snarky because you go where the homeless people are right but they just went right across the street from that soup kitchen (laughs) and started giving them away oh no and well so uh the the lady so a reporter spoke to the soup kitchen's director uh who she said basic she said uh, she would resign from her job before she let atheists volunteer and be a quote disservice to this community. How is providing service ever a disservice? Because <laughs> of because Jesus. That's how. That doesn't make an ounce of sense. No, it doesn't. <sighs> this is a ministry to serve God. She said, "We stand on the principles of God." Do they think that that our guest they meaning us? meaning atheists. Uh, Do they think that our guests are so ignorant that they don't know what an atheist is? 
Why are they targeting us? They don't give any money. I wouldn't want their money. I like they don't give any money. I wouldn't accept their money. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. like, really? That's interesting. Maybe that's why they haven't given you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But they were trying to help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know why you would deny the people, the community (laughs) that you supposedly serve. Well, see, this this also reveals a lot of the ulterior motives of soup kitchens. Right. And whatnots. Um, Down where I used to work over, which was right across the street from one of the homeless shelters. Right. Um there there's this strange very wide median mm-hmm. in 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 the road that's almost a park because it's so wide yeah right and the uh the there was this one uh preacher who would show up once a week and they put up their little pop up you know cover things and they had their table and they had their little they set up the, they set up a food line right. right there in the middle of the park and uh the uh the homeless would gather around, mm-hmm. and the dude would stand up on a box, had his PA that was all set up, and he'd proceed to preach uh-huh. and to pray with them oh. before they could get their food. food. Yeah, which is a form of spiritual extortion. Yeah, of course it is. And I always wanted to like, I don't know, get a blowhorn and call him out. <laughs> Because it was seriously like pissed me off every time I saw it. Yeah, like I was like, just, just give feed these people. Feed them. They need it. Why are you here? Right. To get converts. Right. Exactly. Right. To show how Jesusy you are. Right. Hey, look, I'm doing something Jesus would have done, and I want everyone to pay attention to how much I believe in Jesus, and Jesus right. is really important, and Jesus is. You guys should all accept Jesus, and everybody has to have Jesus. Right. And it's like totally missing the point of providing for. The homeless. Yeah. In my Absolutely. mind. Totally Absolutely. missing the point because I don't have so, so this woman, again, total ulter- ulterior motives. Of course she doesn't want atheists helping out because There's, she's not there to feed, people. to feed people. She's there to, to steal their souls. <laughs> oh, maybe. The dread pirate robber is coming for your soul. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, I wouldn't want my my soul stolen if you said it like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, if you'd like to chime in, yes, chime away. You can do so at facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Click the like button. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Or email us. We've got a lot of emails. We wouldn't. We, we're not even going to be able to get to them all today. But we no. got. But email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Same goes for voicemails. Um, yeah. You can uh, leave us a message and we'll play your we'll play your message. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Uh, 424-666-8442. And then we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we're going to listen to some Patty. Pat Robertson reared his... Frank, Frank doesn't even know what's coming. Frank has not heard this clip, so I like that. You know, the liberals, the so-called socialists, the progressives, they've moved away from God. And when you move away from God, then you say, oh, we're humanists. And then as a result of humanity and rejecting God, you have the orgy of the French Revolution. You have the, the guillotine cutting off the heads of thousands of people. You have the same thing going on now in Europe. You had it under the Nazis. Why can't we come back to the fact that God loves people? (laughs) 
I'm what? I, this clip, more than any that I've ever heard, may be the proof that he's starting to daughter. Yeah. We got a doddering old man here. Well, because apparently the guillotine is going again in Europe. Did I understand that part right? Well, no, I think he wasn't connecting those. I think he was just... That sounded like it to me. I, but what he was saying didn't make any more sense than that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no part of that. I mean, it's just like... It's, it was just the random ramblings of like, if you let go of God, then you turn into Pol Pot and you get you you start eating the heads of chickens and you uh, you dance a jig and yeah, and he's, he's just like literally fumbling for anything bad that could have happened and blaming it on like not having God. Oh, Pat Robertson, as as you know, liberalism. It's then, liberalism again, right? Right, right. The, liberalism and you, liberalism makes you get away from God. Well, it leads to Nazism. Well, yes, exactly. What's, Clearly, what there's could, a strong What could be more liberal <laughs> than, than Nazism? Nationalism. And I do also love that Nazism <laughs> is an atheist problem considering the fact that they were all Christian. Yeah. Nazi- I don't know how that myth ever got out there. Well, because they can't claim him. They can't claim Hitler, <laughs> right? But they're 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 confusing. They're they're mixing Stalin into it somehow. Right, right. Well, Stalin was an atheist, and Stalin was, and and so he was ran Mao. A, a, an atheist regime, and so was Mao. Yeah. And that's great. We'll take we'll take Stalin and Mao, but you guys have to take Hitler. Yeah, that's just the facts. Yeah, <laughs> take them, Christians. Come on, Christians. There was a really bad Christian, and you have to take him. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you and you have to take all the other ones that yeah. you guys have too. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. We're not saying you're all bad. No. But let's be honest about let's this. Let's just be, yeah, let's be real. People are people, you yeah. know, and no group is going to be completely immune from having some real shitheads involved. Right. And you can't blame atheism for communism. No. Unless you want to blame Christianity for Nazism. <laughs> if you want to draw a direct link <laughs> like that, you have to take your lumps too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Well, let's do some. We we have we have a lot of correspondence that I want to get to today. A lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna launch in. Um, okay. Stephen wrote to us. He said uh, he's from a small town in Georgia, or rather, he says a smallish town in Georgia. Oh, so it's not very small. Stephen, what smallish, are we talking about? Maybe thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah, twenty to thirty thousand smallish in my mind. Okay, we'll we'll call it that. It's the size of Muskogee. <laughs> okay, smallish you town. Have, you have a frame of reference. I do yeah. have a frame of reference. I've been to Muskogee. It's, it's uh, I've eaten smallish. at the uh, at the uh, what was that barbecue place? Oh, we I don't know, to. but it was good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Anywho, uh, Stephen says uh, I'm writing to you with a question. I work at a small company in Georgia, so it's pretty typical that we have a rotating morning prayer at company meetings. Mm. The Ooh. prayers are usually long, directionless, groveling affairs that really great after a while. I can come out as I can't come out as an atheist without the possibility of significant harm to my career, but I also want to fight back, if only in a small, admittedly slightly petty way. I was thinking I could offer up a quote from a movie or a book uh, to another to a, and then in parentheses another fictitious deity that would scratch the subversive itch, uh, but was vague enough and had sufficient trappings uh, of Christianity. To make people think, oh, yes, he's one of us, but just a little weird. <laughs> right. Any right. suggestions? Um, I'm thinking the uh, Griswold family prayer scene in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> 
just you're gonna have to remind me <laughs> you have it pulled up uh well i have the i have a clip of it pulled up okay <laughs> but i i don't have the i forget what oh, she says the pledge of allegiance that's right <laughs> oh is this a grandma uh-huh she's that's like right. i pledge allegiance <laughs> to the flag i don't I, I don't think you're gonna get away with that one but I think I, you know what you could do is you could just just say a straight prayer to Christian God, uh-huh. but just throw in a whole bunch of really liberal politics, oh, <laughs> just just to fuck with them, right? Just to make them think, what the hell is going on here? Well, you have to bless Obama. God bless our President Obama that he will continue to make brilliant choices. <laughs> God bless that. American public will understand how good the Obama the Affordable Care Act is for them. <laughs> Please bless us that we will not make such foolhardy choices in choosing our elect our, our elected officials, including our governor. But you know, and blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah, and just yeah. you could do that. Just make it really political. Yeah, they'll yeah. never call on you again to say that prayer. <laughs> no, never. I yeah, I don't no. know. I frankly. Personally, the, I would stay away from it. This whole, whole thing idea. is so disingenuous, and you—I know how much you want to get. Yeah. But but if you but if your goal is not to get in trouble and to keep your career on track, nothing you do will end up well for right. you. Unless here's the thing. So it must like go around the circle. Like, yeah. does it come around to him at some point? He doesn't really say that, but it's kind of inferred. It, it does feel like that might be because the case. That he's going to have his opportunity to to say a prayer, right? And so like. That's a that's a tough one. Like I think I think what's important here is to say something that to, to get up and say some nice things. Yeah. And but but here's the here's the one thing that I, that I think is important. He knows his workplace and he knows his coworkers and boss. Right. We don't. Right. Right. And so if they could handle, a, a, I. But that's the thing. Nobody can handle a joke around a prayer. No. No. I mean, what I was it, about what, to say, if they can handle a joking prayer. But that doesn't no, work. No, 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 no. Here's what you could do. A, you don't have to mention God for a prayer. That's true. You can say, may we all be grateful for blah, blah, blah. May we all be uh, kinder to each other. And may we learn to uh, act in accordance with the best parts of our own humanity. Amen. Yeah. Because that, amen is, a, is an okay word. Amen just means so say we all. Right. Um, so you could do that. If you want to, yeah, I mean, a movie quote might be funny if you're not going to get caught. Right. Like, if you can come, I'm sure Star Trek has something in it that, like, someone print makes these, like, grand pronouncements about. I mean, I'm sure there's something there that you could find that would just be like, you know, humanity is grand and beautiful and blah, sure. blah. Or call Sagan. Get a Sagan quote. A Sagan quote. I'll bet yeah. you could find a really good Sagan quote. Yeah. And none of them are going to know it. So. Yeah. No, that's. That, yeah. It it would be about just sneaking something like that in, right? That's not that's still a, a lovely on, sentiment. Lovely that sentiment. Everybody can get behind. On the surface, there's no, no snark about it, right? That's yeah. the key here. Avoid snark. There can be no. You, you must avoid snark. snark. You must avoid snark. Anyway, you know what? Uh, so thanks, Stephen, for writing that. Nicholas actually wrote to us. I, I just I just wanted to shout out to Nicholas. He okay. didn't have a question for us, but he's in the military. Right. He says it's been tough. He, I mean, talk about workplace Christianity. <laughs> well, he talked about prayer and whatnot. Yeah, he talked mm-hmm. about like every everywhere he looks, there's prayer, and if you don't participate, like you, your job is in jeopardy. Your yeah. your you know promotions, all that sort of thing. Right. So so uh, Nicholas, thank you for your service to our country, and uh, and keep up the good work and. 
and trying not to go crazy. Yeah. Uh, Danielle wrote to us, said, hey, Frank and Dan, uh, I received uh, an email. She forwarded us the email Uh from a guy I haven't seen in five years or more. It's pretty obvious that he just sent it to everyone in his friends list. I've gotten emails from him before touting untruths, and I've conveniently hit reply all and corrected the untruths with real evidence, hoping to encourage people on, uh, on his contact list to think critically. I know everything stated below in, in the email that she forwarded us is, is xenophobic bullshit. I just don't know what to say. I feel like I should say something, though. I could simply t- tell my Gmail to send any future message from him straight to the trash, but I could also use this as another opportunity to send a rational reply to everyone on his forward list and hopefully pre- prevent someone from blindly believing everything they hear from xenophobic idiots. Yeah. She has no idea what to do, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? She says WWF and DDD. What would what, what, what would Frank and Dan do? Is what she's what she's saying. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I did do. Yeah. Um. You know, my my father enjoyed this practice for a while. Email when he discovered it was just I don't I I don't even know what happened. Yeah. He just went nuts forwarding <laughs> crap all over the internet. Right. Any stupid little chainmail thing that came his way was getting forwarded around. We need to take email away from the world. Yeah. I don't think it's helped. Ugh. Go God. back to snail mail. Yeah. I wish. Um <laughs> but uh but anyways, he um I I, w- I didn't do a reply all. Right. Um I just sort of repeatedly did a reply directly to him. And something as simple as just like going on to Snopes mm-hmm. would give me exactly what I needed to like, you know, uh, undermine whatever right. whatever the message was. This hor you know, yeah, horrible thing, you know, Sharia um, law coming to yeah, America exactly, you know, um, microwaves are killing us, you know, whatever <laughs> it was, um, just Snopes, 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 and and then I would send it, but directly to him, right? I didn't want to embarrass him. I felt right. that that could be perceived as like trying to embarrass him. That was my father. Sure. For some douchebag you haven't seen in five years. A nice public shaming might be the public right thing. Public shaming might, might work. You know? I don't know. You know, I, I had a similar experience. My father-in-law okay. uh, sent out an email to – and usually he just sends me some shit just to needle me. And I've asked him to stop, and then he stops for a while, and then he forgets that I've asked him to stop, and he sends me more <laughs> shit. But this one, there was one recently that he sent out to everybody that okay. he knows. Uh-huh. Everybody. his All of his family. I mean, he he does he knows like 50 people. He doesn't know that many people. Right. But he just sent it out to his whole email list. And it was bullshit. Okay. It was stupid, and it was clearly like really prejudiced shit. It was right. about It was about the Obama administration, you know... Yes, the NSA's been spying on everybody, but do you know who they haven't been spying on? Mosques. <laughs> Obama's <laughs> protecting the mosques. Which is... I, <laughs> I, love are, that it, I love that it goes there. Why aren't Most they spying on the ones... Definitely the mosques have been spied on. Right, exactly. Like, There's like no doubt the right. mosques have been spied on. But, but this email is like, see... The people that we're most in danger from are being protected uh, by this administration. Jesus. And, of course, what they're citing is this thing on the FBI's website. It's not even to do with the NSA. But the <laughs> FBI has a provision that says if something is extra sensitive, like any religion or political political group, uh-huh. you have to get extra permission to spy on them. Oh, okay. 
That's their rule. Yeah. And that's what they were using to say. And all they would say is, they're not spying on the mosques. You have to get a special, and you have to you have to get a special permission just to spy on a mosque, right? But I just, so I hit reply all. I included the actual like thing from the FBI's website, and you're yeah. right. It takes like ten minutes to research this shit out because right. somebody else has already done it. I guarantee exactly. you, yeah. somebody else has already researched this, right? And they can point you to exactly where you need to go. And I always get the uh, first if you're going to be snarky like this and hit the reply all. Always make sure that you go to primary sources. Right. Yeah. Don't just don't just link to another blog. Oh dear God, no. Because that doesn't prove anything. No, that doesn't prove a damn thing. But link to primary sources. Show everybody what it's what it's all about. Yeah. Use quote you you know use full quotations with context. Right. And suddenly you're you're, you're there. Does <laughs> so, it help anything? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, maybe I know that two of my father-in-law's brothers mm-hmm. wrote to me and was like. Well, that probably pissed David off, but you were right. Good job. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I mean, this goes back to the uh, – I, I can't remember if we talked about this on the show. This um, study uh, the, um, that, that looked into how people respond to surveys. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that one? I don't know. So the, the, the idea is that people on political surveys will answer questions um, – more in support of their political leanings rather than their knowledge of the truth. Right. Right. Well, and Jimmy so, Kimmel points this out on a regular basis. Yeah. And so, like, the they did this uh, this test where they were ad- actually offering, you know, a, a prize for <laughs> actually getting the answers correct uh-huh. rather than just answer the question. Right. right? And they opinion. found that the accuracy of the responses shot through the roof. <laughs> Okay. Did. Everybody went, ran to the middle, ran to the facts, and actually answered the question rather oh. than just defend, like not wanting to embarrass their political side, right? Like, th- and that's how people actually rather respond. than just hanging so with their tribe. The, the, the fact of the matter is, if you actually engaged um, your father-in-law on this issue, he would he might sit there and defend it his his position. But in if the I email. had a prize, to but offer if you him. actually were like David, I'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> Except no, that's making him betray it. But somehow, like, like right. reform it somehow where there was a prize for just acknowledging the truth, right? But also, like, it couldn't come from me. It couldn't come from you. Yeah, no, you're right. But if I got him onto a game show that exactly. offered him that offered him money to get the answer correct, right, right, right. he might actually think he might not. He's pretty really good at like locking down Do and self deluding. Re- you think he really believes that stuff? Oh, absolutely. Okay, no, he's a ra- he's a racist guy. He really? doesn't talk that way. He yeah. manages to keep it to himself. But then you get little snippets like this, and so he's he, not like my parents, where they f- just come out and say, <laughs> "Reveal no. their racist." No, he's not. But boy, he is. He, I mean, he, oh, he hates his president, <laughs> and he's willing to believe anything bad about him. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks, Danielle, for your email. Yes, thank you. Uh, Willow wrote to us. She she heard uh, our last episode, episode one hundred and one, um, and we had an email from a listener who wanted the Mormons to leave him alone because they were bothering oh, yeah, his wife. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember this? I do. Um, um, but he didn't want to remove his name from the Mormon Church because he thought that that would really upset his parents right yeah so how what what is what what is a, a fella to do uh and willow re- relayed this interesting little story um she said when the prop eight issue came out mm-hmm. uh 
and there was a push to have people remove their names from the membership lists, she decided it was time uh, to be counted as a non-member. She says, so I wrote to an official... So I wrote my official resignation letter and sent it in. The church records officials wrote me back and said that I hadn't been a member since 1992. (laughs) But if I ever wanted to rejoin, just let them know. What? She said, I was shocked. At first, I couldn't figure out what they were talking about. Then I remembered that in 1992, I had just left home for college and the missionaries found me. I got really annoyed when they continued to showing up after I politely asked them to go away. So being a lawyer's daughter... I threatened to sue the church for harassment <laughs> if they didn't leave if they didn't leave me alone. Apparently, this is the point when I that I became a non-member, although I guess they were so afraid of being sued that they never bothered to tell me that that's what they were doing. What? They How just, does that even work? They just took her off the rolls. They dusted their feet of her. Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that I was that that could even happen. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess if you're threatening lawsuit, yeah, but you would think that there would you'd have to. I guess the missionaries have some power. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Here's the thing: she did also suggest she said that she and her husband, uh, her husband is still officially a member of the church, so uh-huh. they were getting reg- regular visits from various missionaries and members, right? And all they did was call the local bishop, right? Of they found what their ward was, called the bishop, and just asked him to stop sending people, and he did. Oh, yeah. She says that that may change once the next bishop comes around. Right. So it may be, a, a you know, every four years or so when the bishop changes, you have to call him up and say, hey, by the way, we're not sending people to my house now. Just so right. that, you know, that's how we're doing this. Right. Well, and she says that they, they sort of explain the situation, right? Right. That they were like, he doesn't want his mother to know. It would hurt his mother. Right. But he doesn't believe this anymore. Right. And so, please, just honor that. They'll probably be accommodating. Mormons tend to be fairly reasonable when with that sort of thing. Yeah. So Depending on the bishop. Depending, is, depending on the bishop. Yeah. So that's something you can try. Thanks, Willow, for pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, and then Jason in Panama, our friend Jason in Panama, uh, who's in the Peace Corps, he says, I've gotten myself a PayPal account to subscribe to you. I figure after two years of listening to you, I could afford to send a few bucks your way. Also, I extended my Peace Corps service a third year and got a bit of a raise in my stipend. So send, so send your thanks to Uncle Sam and his counterparts in Congress who indirectly support your cause. Uh, he says, on a side note, there are a few of us heathens, pe- heathen Peace Corps volunteers down here listening to us. Uh, and it makes, he says, it makes me wonder if you have many other Peace Corps volunteers listening in other countries. Hmm. And we'd be fascinated to hear that. that would, would so be if you're yeah. in the Peace Corps and you're not Jason, send us a note. <laughs> Just say hi. It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be wonderful. Uh, but what, what this points out, kids, all uh-huh. you kids, yeah. is that um, a guy who's in the Peace Corps yeah. is breaking off a piece of every paycheck and sending it to us. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. He's kind of putting some of you people to shame. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. Listeners. <laughs> and you know who else is doing that? Who? Uh, we got a whole bunch of people. We got uh, Stephen has sent us a oh excellent has sent us a, a, you, a donation. Um, we've got a new subs- Jason's a new subscriber. We just talked about that. Yeah, we've also thank got you, Jason. we've also got Cameron who's a new subscriber who who might be the Cameron that we met last night. Oh, shout out yeah. Cameron! What up? Yeah, how's it going? It was nice to meet you <laughs> at the meetup last night. Um, Lee has sent us another donation. Lee is very generous. This is Lee from Australia. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Lee. And she bought a shirt, too. My goodness. Wow. I, I know. Huh. She is just, she's a peach, that Lee. 
and uh and kelsey uh, is a new subscriber as well. So Fantastic. I just wanted to shout out to all these guys. Oh, Kelsey, I think also bought a shirt. Wonderful. Thank you, you, guys. If you guys want to buy a shirt or if you want to donate to our happy cause, and actually it will become, it's becoming a cause. We're right. we're actually in the works currently trying to plan out a uh, a nice service-y sort of thing. Yeah. So I uh, figure might as well join the meetup with... Doing with some, something with 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 making some good stuff happen. So yeah. so uh, you know it will be that, and we'll up also probably hit you guys up for money then when we know exactly what the cause is too. But just to support the podcast mm. and the wonderful things that we're doing, <laughs> <laughs> you can go to thankgodimatheist.com uh, and then click on the donate button. Yeah, which is uh, on the right side of the screen, yeah, and that's you, also everybody. where you can find shirts for sale. Yeah, it's all there. TGIA shirts. Yeah, they're great. Thank- GodImAtheist.com. All right. We do have a couple voicemails. Oh, yeah. I'd like to play. Please do. Um, we have... Let's see. Which one did I want to do first? Oh, let's do this one first. I love this one. Hi. This is Nate from Missouri. I'm a first-time caller, and I actually did go to Parkway School District, so I actually know the superintendent. I've talked to him before, and I have a teacher who is on the Missouri House State of Representatives, and I talked to her about this bill, and... She was flabbergasted that I even paid attention, and um, she started calling it the Christmas bill during class and brought up the fact about the fireworks and running around naked. She thought that was funny, and uh, she wants to to tell you guys that she'll go and try to make changes to it and tweak it so that it's not specific to Christmas and Fourth of July, and I told her that the first roof was on her back and she got a little scared and I talked about the war on Christmas and you could see her mind going a million miles an hour and trying to rush to her colleagues and try to fix it. And I would also like to bring up that it's pronounced Missouri, not Missouri. We're civilized. And that Missouri was a slave state when it first started, when it first came into the Union. And I really like this show. I really hope you keep doing it. I know I was late for the 100th episode, but keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Oh, that is great. Yeah. I, so <laughs> the reference that he's making is to uh, a story that we did about a, a law mm-hmm. that's been passed in Missouri. Yes. I like Missouri. I'm going to just call it Missouri. <laughs> I did meet at least one. I have met at least one person who was from there who that's what. That's what she called it, was Missouri. Uh, clearly, though, an uncivilized. A, a fully uncivilized <laughs> woman from Missouri. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so yeah, they passed this law that says that you can't inhibit the, 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 the celebration of a, a federal, federal holiday. Yeah. And we suggested that maybe running around would, and running around naked might be a fun way to celebrate a federal holiday then. And, <laughs> you know, good. Oof. I don't know. Yeah. You can do any apparently you can do anything you want now. Right. It's well the, there was for a federal holiday. Yeah, absolutely. But there was also the suggestion that if if this goes all the like if people, you know, take this case all the way up yeah. through the court system that it could cause problems <laughs> in general for the status of Christmas as, as a federal fe- holiday. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh I like that I like that he went and talked to her and, and I think that's amazing. And then we we scared her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you, Missouri. Woo! Right. Sorry, Missouri. And then we we have another okay uh, lovely voicemail. 
Hey, Frank and Dan, this is Tom in Denver. I just heard your show where you were joking that uh, observant Jews could wear a yarmulke made of hair, but they already beat you to it. I used to work at Yeshiva University in New York City, uh, and the women there would often wear wigs over their real hair so that they were their heads were covered. I don't understand it, but it was common on campus, and so they're already there. Uh, my son, we're talking about the, the wearing of uh, overt religious uh, paraphernalia, and I think it's a great idea. You wear something small for yourself, that's cool, but you're on, on the city's time. You should not be a billboard for your uh, ideology. I wouldn't be wearing a Darwin fish uh, that was three inches long around my neck either because that would be an advertisement and not to me personally. That's how I see it. Love your show. All right. Well, thank you. Mazel tov for that information. That was, uh, that, that, I mean, that's, I guess we should have realized that, of course, they would have thought of this. If any group was going to come up with a good workaround, <laughs> it would be the Jews. Jew, the Jews are um, impressive at yeah. their technicalities. Yeah, yeah. They can, they can work a technicality. Yeah. So there you go. It's not, it's not my real hair. Wear hair over your hair and you're fine. <laughs> It's not my real hair. No, 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 no. I don't have to cover this hair. Yeah. It's not my real hair. Why would I cover somebody else's hair? Yeah. This is not my hair. <laughs> this hair was on some other person's head. I'm just wearing it as a hat. <laughs> it's my hair hat. This is my hair cover. It's hair. <laughs> it's made of hair that's nicer than my own. Oh, yes. Oh, it's amazing. There you go. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Yeah. Okie doke. So... Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Oh, Dad, you're scaring me. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Ghosts are are need to be more a part of Halloween. Mm. Uh, because, Why is that? Well, just because. Okay, so we're talking Halloween here, yeah, folks. It's all Halloween. The rest of the show. Uh, and I, you know, in my research, you and I made tried to make sure that we looked at different sources, right? Uh, for for our Halloween research, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it here's here's one of the things that I love about Halloween. As with so many of our holidays, the origins, the roots of Halloween are in sort of pagan, yeah. uh, Celtic uh, ritual. Well, that's what Europeans were, yeah, until Christianity came along the way and ruined everything. And yeah, yes, indeed. So, so there was this uh, there's this uh, Celtic a druidic uh, thing mm-hmm. called Samhain. Although I got a a, a, a pronunciation on that, uh, Sahin or Sawin or Sawin. So Sawin so or Sawin. I'm gonna so call it, I'm gonna call it Samhain because I like it better. <laughs> That's the incorrect pronunciation. Correct. You are right. Okay, but I enjoy. Just it. so everybody knows. Yeah, the incorrect pronunciation is Samhain, which is how I'm going to pronounce it. <laughs> okay. You you go Cause, for it because that's how it's spelled. Learn to spell Celts. Yeah. Anyway, the Celts. Uh, this is like two thousand years ago. The Celts are practicing this thing, and it's all about um, the the new year for them, which starts uh, on November first. Yeah. Because that's when uh, they make the switch from summer to winter. Yeah. Winter, and it's all scary. I don't know because okay. winter's cold Why is and winter scary. I don't know. It's cold and it's dark. Winter sound like in a small little place where you have to. Live, you're out farming and you're working and you're this and you're that. Mm. Like, it you know, 
age like years ago obviously yeah. centuries ago sounds so char it sounds so nice you get your break you just everything's cozy you know yeah i just winter i don't but they looked forward to winter i don't you know i don't prefer winter mm -hmm. i don't i don't like they live off of their 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 labors mm -hmm. you know and hope that they don't hope that they survive yeah <clears throat> anyway so um so the celts uh Two thousand years ago, are celebrating this holiday that we're going to mispronounce the whole time, and uh, and 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 it's all about the the move from when summer to winter, and it's about so October the thirty first, the end of October, becomes this day when the druids believe mm -hmm. that the veil between the living and the dead is a little blurrier, yeah, is a little less stringent, yes, and so. There's this whole thought that spirits are sort of interacting with you, no. and little, um, yeah, they would light bonfires and they would have all of these different things. People would wear well, like costumes. Yeah, and I I read something about the bonfires that there was actually that served, at least in their minds, a practical purpose, mm. which the bonfires would attract insects to the light. Oh, which would then attract um, bats. Oh. And I don't know why bats were good, but they wanted the bats to show up. Huh. Maybe bats. I, that smells like bullshit to me, but maybe. Maybe that's a real thing. I, don't know, I read it. Yeah, I know. Don't call bullshit. I'm something. calling bullshit on plenty of the things that we okay. read. Because right. there's a lot of shit out there that's just like, you yeah, know, it's guess people. where it's people's best guess on something right. or whatever. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah, but we do, but but you know, they would dress in costumes, usually consisting of like animal heads and skins. Ew, gross! And uh, <laughs> and they uh, they would tell each other's fortunes and all of these things that actually are fairly recognizable today. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, and then of course the Christians take over, and as the Christians like to do, um, uh, they uh, they so in in 609 A.D. Uh, Pope Boniface, Bonif bon Bonaducci. Boniface? It could be Boniface, but that's not how the Latin pronunciation would be. But oh. that's okay. Boniface. Anyway, anyway, Pope Boniface the Fourth dedicated the Pantheon uh, in Rome in honor of the all Christian martyrs. Yeah, and called it all, and and called it All Martyrs Day. He invented All Martyrs Day, which was in May. Oh, and then uh, centuries later, Pope Gregory the Third. This oh, this is like one century later. Uh, uh, he expanded the festival to include all saints as uh -huh. well as all martyrs, oh, okay. and moved that observance to November first. Yeah. Uh, so that's All Saints Day. Yes. And then they Which decided, of still course, exists. Right, exactly. And then they decided, of course, that they were going to blend it uh, with the Celtic rites and like gobble up the Celtic tradition for their own Ooh. so they made november 2nd all souls day to honor the dead and mm, yeah. uh you know they were they were it, it's largely believed that they were attempting to replace the celtic festival of the dead with a related but not but church sanctioned holiday right and they celebrated it very similarly to how they celebrated sam hain right which was with big bonfires parades dressing up in costumes as saints and angels and devils uh-huh <clears throat> and you know, basically, they just did the same thing. Call it all, called it All Hallows Day a lot of right. the time. Well, I read a thing that said that the three days mm -hmm. of Halloween, uh, All Saints and All Souls is Hallow Mass. Right. Yep. 
So, so that's interesting. All Hallows Eve becomes mm-hmm. Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's where we get the name. And here's the thing: they did the same shit with Christmas. Yeah. They did the same shit with Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, they took old Druidic and and pagan uh, rituals, yes. honoring you know the 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 winter solstice, the spring, you know, the coming of spring, mm-hmm. and they made it about Jesus. And the and in those cases, yeah. the Christians won entirely. Right. They kept it. It's theirs. Blah, blah, blah. Halloween is one of my favorites because the Christians didn't win. Mm. It's not about Jesus. The reason for the season? Spooky ghosts. Yeah, that's true. They're, oh, it's the war on Halloween. <laughs> we need to... Yeah, the Christians really need to get on the yeah, ball about the that. The war on Halloween. They, that war is won. It is. We won. We, we, declare, won. we declare victory. Woo-hoo! I mean, do we declare it a victory? Because it's more a victory for druids, and that's well, not exactly us. Uh, the the you know the enemy of your enemy is your friend, something like that. <laughs> anyway, the, so so that's one of the things that that is fun about Halloween. Yay! Is that yeah? Who the fuck celebrates All Hallows Day? Yeah. Well, I um I will say this uh, while while looking around. Yeah, I found. Pictures of people like in churches on Halloween, uh, 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 celebrating. Let's see, what does it say? Christians observing the vigil of All Hallows at an Episcopal church on Halloween is the caption on this photo. Boring. And I can't imagine a worse thing to do. <laughs> it's clearly wrong. Yeah, wrong. Um, and th- this this photo was taken. This guy's wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, so, not too long ago, um, you know, and obviously, you know, in the United States and Canada, we have our long-held sort of very just kind of it's fun tradition right. about Halloween, which right? is interesting. Part of where that comes from is that the uh, the Puritans who first really colonized this call this uh, what do you call it the whole. Continent? Continent. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes the words don't come. <laughs> anyway, the, the the pilgrims were intensely puritanical. So they mm. didn't want to they didn't want to no. fuck around with this at all. No. So a lot of, so I mean it had to start it started not up in New England, but sort of down in the southern colonies started to do it. We just did it our own way. Americans yeah. started to do it our own way, and we've been doing it our own way ever since. And right. that's changed over the centuries. Right. Well, I read a lot about like the the sheer amounts of you know the huge huge amounts of uh, 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 Scottish and Irish immigrants, mm, right? And how they brought a lot of their traditions and observances, sure. and blah blah blah. Um, and uh, and that's also sort of how Halloween became a lot more popular, right? Um, and I I read a lot about sort of in this century, not this century, in the 1900s. Um, sort of the progression of how it be, started to become more and more popular and how we started to see a, the emergence of a lot of our current traditions surrounding mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. Um, for example, um, getting dressed up in costumes wasn't really that common for the trick-or-treaters, the kids. Right. Until like the 1930s. Yeah, that's interesting, you isn't know? it? I mean, kids would run around and like play tricks on people. Sure. And beg for food, but the idea of dressing up as Spider-Man, right? Oh yeah, right. yeah. That was that. that that's well, totally. And initially, the dressing up was related to 
sort of the traditional hallo- the traditional holiday. So sure. it was, it was were... about dressing up as ghosts mm-hmm. or dressing up as devils or dressing up as right. witches, goblins, goblins, all of these things, spooky, scary, right, right. Things. And then and then latter half of the twentieth century, that just sort of fell away, and it was just like, what are you dressed as? I'm a clown, right? A clown. What does that have to do with? I'm having fun, right? And then it's like, yay, okay. And then it's about out clevering. <laughs> Everybody, right? Exactly. You know, like I one of the picture, one of my favorite pictures I saw, uh, while kind of brainstorming for my Halloween gift or costume, if I do one, um, was uh, a guy. Uh, it's the costume was guy in hurricane. <laughs> so he has a an umbrella that's like that's that's inverted. Blown, inverted. His hair's all messed up. He has a a newspaper page that's like been starched. Oh, and it's and blowing, looks blowing against, his, against leg. his leg. And he was had this pose where it looked like he was up against some wind. Did he have a tie flying? Uh-huh, back he had a tie him. going back. That's and I was fun. like, that's clever. But uh, news reporter in Hurricane is where I want to take yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, you need to be a news reporter. It's a in news hurricane. reporter in Hurricane. Yeah, that's clear. That's that's the that's the image. But anyways, yeah, I thought that one was funny. But that's that's the whole thing. Is it's it's not even remotely related to anything oh, now. Nothing's connected at all. It's, it's not even about being spooky anymore. I mean, the iconography of it is still kind of spooky and scary. And if you go it, around in this neighborhood, you will see plenty of inflatable spookiness. Mm. <laughs> our, yeah. our neighborhood is very into the Walmart infl- Infla- giant inflatable spider, giant yeah. inflatable Santa, giant. In- oh, it- we're doing not for Halloween, but Brent and I are doing it for Christmas this year. <laughs> You're gonna go full. We're tacky. going inflatable Christmas oh on our yard. God. That's yeah. That is so awful. We've decided that we're right there. We're right on that corner. I used, that's a high traffic corner. It's so funny. You know? I used to live in a really to, in, a, decorate. in a pretty posh neighborhood down yeah. in in the southern part of the valley. Uh-huh. And there was this, you know, and we had a great view in the in the house that we were in. Uh-huh. And uh and then on Christmas time or on Christmas time, our neighbors just below us sort of in the in the sight in the sight lines of our view uh-huh. got this big giant inflatable santa that would sort of dance around and stuff and it was just like ugh, really <laughs> really <laughs> judging we're, we're gonna go tacky judging yeah uh yeah i was judging. No, i'm all i'm all about you know in this neighborhood it fits right in in this yeah. neighborhood who could complain oh it'll make it'll make all of our neighbors so happy <laughs> The kids across the street, the old woman next to us, <laughs> the people across the corner con- or a, a kitty corner from us who are always staring. They are. They're always out. Why are they? They're all- always out and they're go, always kind of staring. Like go when back we, in your house. When we were ripping the siding off the house, they were all like out there just watching. Just watching. What are they are concerned? Mm. What are those gay boys doing? <laughs> what are those two roommates doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that they live together, but they should find themselves they, some good girls. They seem very close. Go find yourself a nice girl. Yeah. Well, my church it. group has some great girls that you could meet. Wouldn't do it. Anyway, uh, so there you go. I mean, we what we have now, and, and um, what I love is yeah. that American Halloween is spreading. Yeah, it's crazy. Because in the UK, they had some traditions for Halloween, but our friend... Rowan, from, who's from the UK, uh-huh. is saying that like now they're starting to go door to door. They're starting to dress oh, yeah. their kids up. Oh, it, All yeah. this stuff that wasn't happening over there. Right. Because it's fun. Right. We win. <laughs> we have the funnest tradition. <laughs> nothing to do with Jesus. Nothing to do with saints. 
We have the funnest tradition we win. For Halloween. For Halloween. Because let me tell you, usually not, America's not great for coming up with great traditions. I know. But this one's good. We're not good at traditions because we're young. Right. We're new. Um, yeah. We're new. And we were founded by a bunch of fuddy-duddies. Yeah. Our whole country started with a bunch of like, we, England isn't letting us be boring and Christian enough. We're going somewhere else where our where we can be as angry and boring and Christian as we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good way to start a country. No. It's a bad start to a country. Yeah. Unlike Australia, where it's just like all of the criminals go there and yeah. party town. Yeah. That's and what I'm at, saying. Look at them. Right, Lee? They're great. In Australia, right, all of our Australian listeners? We have a bunch. I know. I want to go there. I know. Let's go to there. I know. I hope you guys are celebrating Halloween there. Even I though, bet it's, but you, it's like spring for them. I know. But it'd still be fun. Yeah. It's the wrong season. Maybe you guys can have your Halloween on in... Uh, but, but how nice would getting all dressed up and running around your neighborhood be in springtime? Like spring. It'd be crazy. It, yeah. Every, uh, I would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the tradition of the Christmas swim, right? The Christmas swim? Or the Christmas day on the beach. Is that a thing in, I in think, Australia? I think I've heard a few Australians mention that before. That like <sighs> Christmas is about like the nice weather. It's so funny because Christmas is so associated with winter here. Like all of our songs are about sleigh bells ring, you yeah. know, all of our songs are about white Christmas and blah blah blah. And then we export all of these songs. Everybody right. uses our songs. Right. So it's gotta suck to be in, you know, Australia and the best songs are all about snow. <laughs> well maybe they have their own. Yeah, maybe hope, they do. I hope they do. They have Tim Minchin's White Wine in the Sun. Yeah. That's a great song. Really? That one, oh yeah, it made me cry. Oh. I was like, oh, it was so tender and touching. It was a be- it's a beautiful Christmas song. Oh. Well, we have completely derailed. So what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's okay. let's rein it back in. Well, trick or treat everybody. Yeah. We're very I hope you go out and and dress like idiots and and <laughs> you know, somebody please send us a picture of them being, you know, a sexy uh nun. Or whatever. That's sexy nun. It's not that clever. It's been done before. If you've got a a clever sexy something, I I told sexy Muhammad. Right. I told somebody, a friend of ours, uh, Erica. You remember our friend Erica and friend and friend of the show. Friend of the show, Erica. She uh, she posted on Facebook because she's a costume maker. Oh, I know. She she makes amazing things. Did you you see her? uh, her Yeah, amazing. Fantastic. So she's like, "What should I do? You know, I I'm going to go out and win some costume contests and get some money." Right. And and she was like, unless 22-year-old sexy nurse shows up. Right. And I told her, I suggested that her costume could be high concept 22-year-old sexy nurse. And her concept is, I'm a 22-year-old who believes that my only worth comes from being sexy. And that, I, <laughs> and, and now, you know, I, and all I, all I really can do is try and get what will eventually turn out to be unwanted sexual attention from men. <laughs> <laughs> and then I suggested so that, her, that her, is she is she no running with no that? how do you that's how do you ridiculous. run with that it's impossible I, but I also suggested that her boyfriend be uh, be you know twenty two year old guy who really actually wants to abandon traditional modes of masculinity but can't find a way around it and feels that he has to be a twenty like a frat boy and and behave himself in a way that's contrary to what he knows is his his humanity but 
societal pressures are too strong. Wow. It's a difficult costume. Yeah, that's... It's not easy. I'm not quite sure of the execution. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's more... It's, it's Conceptually, it works, but you need... It's it. a concept. <laughs> if by conceptually it works, you mean that it is a concept, it, you're correct. It qualifies as a concept. <laughs> anyway. Well, facebook.com slash Atheist is a great way to follow the conversation it the rest of the week. Absolutely is. Or you can uh, you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can uh, leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club yeah. right, for their music. Hope they have a happy Halloween. Hope they do, too. Oh, everyone have a happy Halloween. Get spooky, people. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys.